Hello? Melvin? Hello, Bertie. How are you, my friend? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Perfect. All right. Is that the end of it? Are we done? That's us done. Oh, just beginning. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Now, should, should I call you Melvin or should I call you Mr. Spiel? It's entirely your chat, uh, your your choice. I'll call you Mr. Shide, Mr. Birdie Shide, the elusive reclusive, <laughs> the magician. <laughs> How are you, Melvin? Yeah, I'm okay. I got my vaccination today, so you know my arm's a little bit sore. Well, what vaccination did you get? Rabies, distemper. I got the uh, the COVID vaccine. Oh, so it's safe to talk to you. Yeah, we, I won't be spitting through the through the phone. Don't worry, I won't be hitting you in the face, Mister Shine. <laughs> ah, did you get which one? Did you get the Pfizer, the Moderna, the uh, uh, was it As- that the one that starts with A? S. I I don't know what it's called. It starts with A. Oh, the the one that caused that was causing blood clots throughout Europe. Yeah, that one. They gave that one to me, you know. Well, <laughs> They're like, you, Melvin, I hope come you make on it. I hope you make it to the end of the show. Yeah, me too. Oh, you got my anxiety up now, Mr. Shy Dice. <laughs> I, I have a feeling it doesn't take much to get your anxiety up. No, not at all. I think that's all. a low threshold. Oh, it definitely is. You know, I've been taking, I've been taking uh, medication for years because of anxiety. What do you take? It's a citalopram and propalinol. Really? Like, uh, I just take one. Yeah, like, I just take martinis. But see, that'd be perfect. I don't really drink. So maybe a whiskey every now and then, a little bit of whiskey, you know. Where are you? Are you in Scotland? I'm in Scotland, yes, near Edinburgh. You ever been to Edinburgh? No. No, it's I don't. I have a three mile zone that I travel. That's it. Three miles and you're done. That's it. Anything after three <laughs> miles, I need a passport. That's perfect. You know that. That's perfect. That's a good way to do it. To be fair. <laughs> yeah. I love that. See, I, I should, yeah. Um, now you want to be careful what you're saying here because there might be people listening. Oh yeah, yeah. You always got to be I don't careful, know if you Bertie. Know, I don't know if you knew that, that people listen to this stuff. Yeah. I, I mean, I've only been on the app like, what, two months, maybe something like that. I like did it, you though. Say two, it, wait a minute. Did you, say, did you say two months? Yeah, two months I've been on this app. Two months? You better get a vaccine for the months. <laughs> oh, here he goes. Here he goes, Mr. Shine. Bernie. That's it? I, uh, <laughs> oh, no, I could write you a prop. I was actually thinking about writing you a proper jingle. You know, I'm going to write you one. I'm going to send you it. You know how it is. Yes. Uh, <laughs> well, next time we do this, we'll have to do a magic trick for you. Yeah, that'd be great. Do a magic yeah. trick on here? You could just say you've done a magic it. trick. 
Well, I know, but we'd have to do it video. I'd have to do it send it to you by video or something. We'll figure it out. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I was thinking like uh, I, I talked to you about it another time because I it, it's uh, yeah yeah it'd be a good uh, good video, of course. So I was having a look at just uh, like uh, I watched your you on Pawn Stars earlier. Um, uh, uh, wait, just make Dice sure you pronounce. Let me. I have to interrupt you for just a minute. Make sure you pronounce that correctly. Let me spell it because with your uh, accent, I wouldn't want people to un- misunderstand what you just said. It's pawn <laughs> yeah. stars. P a w n. Yes. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. I just wanted to clarify <laughs> that you no, didn't see me on porn right. stars. No, I, I saw you on porn stars. I wouldn't want to see myself on that. Oh, you know. Oh no. Um, You're. uh, I don't. I don't even get. I don't even get naked in front of my dog. (laughs) I've only got a cat. How many animals you got? Just one. One's enough. But I'm an. I'm a great animal advocate. I. I I love animals. I. I don't. I don't eat them. I try not to wear them. I try not. You know. I'm. Uh, big support every animal charity and every animal group you can think of. Yeah, I've seen so. stuff about that. I know you're a big animal guy, you're a big animal advocate, which is awesome, you know. Yeah, it's great, definitely. You know what I mean? I've only well, I've got yeah, a cat, this... and a rabbit, a rabbit. Yeah, his name's Nibbles. Well, he did have a friend, but his friend, uh, I think the foxes might have got him. To be honest, which is very sad. Because they were out in a garden one day, you know, with a run. You put them in the run. Um, they're out in the garden. And then one of them just disappeared. I thought a magician came, took him away. Oh, I'm joking. Oh, we my. Go. Did you really <laughs> have two cats? I mean, two rabbits? Yeah, I did. I've got one rabbit now. What's the rabbit's name? Uh, Nibbles. Nibbles? Mr. Nibbles my is what we call him. But- my friend, uh, the Roastmaster General, Jeff Ross, has a dog named Nipsey. Nipsey. Now, Nipsey yeah, now if Nipsey is a German Shepherd. Now, if Nipsey met Nibbles, boy, that I don't would know be fun with that it? one. What's your cat's I mean, you name? Know, uh, Norman. I named him after Norman Bates. Norman Bates. Right. Well, yeah. that's interesting. Norman Bates from uh, Psycho. That's it. Well, yeah. This is this is pretty interesting to me because you uh, claim to live with your mother. Am yeah. I correct? <laughs> yes. Yet, yet now I've seen your Instagram feeds and everything, and I've never seen a picture of your mother. Oh, you won't. And I've she that she. No. Sorry, carry on. Well, are there any pictures of you and your mother together? There are more pictures of my brother and my mother. You know, I like to be in the background of them. I could get a picture. I well, can post that on Instagram. It's just she's a very private lady, you know. I don't know. I'm talking. Well, I, like I say, we were talking about the Hitchcock's movie Psycho. Now it's beginning to occur to me that no one's ever <laughs> seen a picture of you and your mother together. <laughs> you and then I've you named a- the cat Norman. <laughs> I'm starting to get the picture here. I'm starting. Maybe you have multiple personalities. Oh my God! Now I'm starting to think that, Mister Shine. (laughs) What if you do? Why did you choose this one? 
I have no idea. You're making me think. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, I, I didn't like intend to, to do much. that. I, I apologize. But now, Dictionary. the closest I've seen to a picture of you and your mother was that picture of you uh, gauge, gauging into the crystal ball and seeing me. You see, <laughs> yeah. so, kind of a transition yeah. photo. You know, I was I'm beginning uh, to I doubt that you live with your mother. Uh, you never know. Yeah, yeah. My mother, she's got a stereo. Uh, she's got a stereo profile called Mother Spiel. Actually, is that right? Yeah, I, I'm never look for that right now. Is have that you ever true? Got here, mother, mother Spiel. She's on here. Hold on. How come? She's on. Mother. Hold Spiel, on. Like Spiel, like Melvin Spiel. Yeah, like I understand. S P. Uh, I E L. Mother Spiel. I don't see Mother Spiel. Mother Spiel. She's on stereo. Look, uh, let me see. I'm oh, on to... stereo. Excuse me. I yeah. thought I was looking on Instagram. Yeah. Oh, no, she's, she's not, not on Instagram. Not... Why do I have a hunch that Mother Spiel and Melvin Spiel would never be on at the same time period? We, we've tried. We've tried. I could tell you we've tried. Oh, my God. It did not go well. She was not happy. No. You know, I entered well, uh, another question. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. I want to ask another question then. Does your of mother... Uh, look, all right. Let me start at the top with you. You live with some, some passive-aggressive puppets, which I've seen on Instagram. <laughs> and, and you live with this shadow. Your shadow seems to be have a chip on his shoulder as well. Yeah, like Peter Pan. Yeah, but I think maybe the the one you really should worry about is your mother. Because oh, yeah, why your is that? mother well, your mother allows you to talk to strangers like me. Your mother <laughs> allows all these people to follow you on Instagram and stereo. And there's, there's, so she allows strangers to follow you. Does she tell you to get in the That's car true. with strangers and take candy from strangers? She lets me go see the ice cream man every now and then. I think uh, that's as far as we get usually until she's Melvin. Melvin, don't go too far. <laughs> <laughs> should we, uh, uh, Bernie, should we, should we take some yeah, of these messages? Yeah, now, wait a minute. Hello, Melvin. Hello, Bernie. I'm Hi, good, Fox DJ. How are you? Now, wait a minute. There's a new thing, though, that hold on now. We can yeah. actually look at these messages so that we don't have to play the same messages from the same people. We can prioritize them. Did you know this new system? Yeah, I, I saw that. It came in the other day. You can click on it. You can see uh, uh, what you incoming hold your finger down on the. Yeah, you hold your finger down on the uh, button there, and you can prioritize. You can see the time they come in. And what it does, it helps because this way people that leave multiple messages, you, know, you can give some other people a chance to come in. You see? Yeah, yeah. I'm I heard uh, uh, Jeff Ross was talking about it tonight because he was pretty happy with the feature that they added. Well, he, he, we went, he, he taught it to me. We went on live for a few minutes last night, and he taught it to me. Now, here's one from someone called You'll Be Murdered By. Let's take that one. That sounds pretty... Quite frankly, a click seems to validate you. Who the fuck do you think you even are? It's got more character and personality than you, you puppet. 
grimy the goss. <laughs> I know grimy. Very diet, lovely lady. I yeah. enjoy it. And, and wait, who has more personality? The puppet, you, or I didn't quite understand the message, did you? I didn't, not really, but you know, I always say if you don't understand it, you agree with them anyway. It just makes it easier. Yeah. But I like Grimey. I've spoke to her before. She's a, a, a nice lady. Yeah. Well, you seem like a nice guy. I try to be. Yeah. You, you, uh, I, your stuff on Instagram is wickedly funny. You know, I that's, hope you and your I'm shadow not a stand-up. Have... I'm not a stand-up no? comedian. I'm not good at writing jokes like that. But if I've got, like, puppets... Or something like that, or music. I can write jingles and stuff. I'm, I'm pretty good at it. That's that's probably what I'm best at. You know, if I can write and do like stories and stuff. Well, I've been trying to send you a know, lot of people to your Instagram account because I think what you post is really funny. It really makes me laugh. I have to really. I appreciate. I appreciate that, yeah, but I mean, especially coming from you, you're like, uh, like, uh, it's hard finding stuff on you. Do you know what I mean? Because obviously, I've seen your website. I know who you are. Um, uh, I didn't know that you were you like you were a Mickey Mouse fanatic at all yeah. until the other day, and that's that's crazy. What's the first first piece of memorabilia that you got? If you don't mind me asking, do you remember? No, I don't mind you asking. Yeah, I, I, I in the um, must have been in the nineteen around nineteen sixty eight. I bought a nineteen thirties Mickey Mouse wristwatch. And I, then I sold it, and I regretted selling it. So I went out to replace the wristwatch, and I found all these yeah. other things, you know, figurines and dolls and toys and all kinds of stuff, you know, store displays and all these things. So uh, it, be, you know, became a magnificent obsession of mine. And I have an obsessive-compulsive personality, and that's a good thing if you focus it on things positive. So I have built quite a large and... Uh, enjoyable 1930s Mickey Mouse and Disney collection. Yeah, it's the crazy. Like, the... uh, do, you, do you collect anything else like similar to that? Do you collect all sorts of different uh, toys in that? Or is it just Mickey Mouse mainly? Like, uh, you know, Disney? No, uh, all, all kinds of things, Melvin. Uh, all kinds of things. I was buying, If I have another website called shinegallery.com, S-H-I-N-E gallery.com. And in yeah. that website, for years, I was buying entire warehouses full of vintage items, unused in quantity and yeah. uh, uh, vintage, and it, things going back to the 20s, 30s, 40s, and 50s. Um, and I finally, it just became so ridiculous, I started a business called Shine Gallery. We had a, I had a retail store a couple times and a couple incarnations of that, but now it's all online at shinegallery.com. That's the best way but to do it. If you don't do yeah, enough about me. Let's talk about you. You're an interesting character to me. By the way, this is National Puppy Day. So National That's a good yeah, day. Yeah, I saw something. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, National Puppy Day. So happy you National know, Puppy Day. I like uh do you like rats? Oh, I like every animal. Yeah. Melvin, yo, yo, I had two rats in my you. house. Wait a minute. Let me, just, let me interrupt you for just a second. I had two rat house, and I got a humane trap because I didn't want to trap them and kill them. 
So I, no. I, yeah. I, I, tra I trapped the two rats and, of course, then released them. It's a catch and release. I do a catch and release with spiders. I won't even kill a spider. That If I was a spider in my house, I have little containers upstairs and downstairs, and I take them and I put them in the container and I put them outside. Yeah, yeah, of Every course. Every animal you wants to of, live. You scared of spiders? Well, I'm not too fond of them. I'm not just, I'm not really scared of them, but I'm not, you know, I always, not crazy. you know, I always have the thinking that uh, spiders are more scared of you. So I don't try and kill them. I try to put them outside, you know, uh, you're, you're like a giant compared to a spider, you know? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And it's so easy. It's good karma, Melvin's, you know, every, every animal wants to live and th thrive. So just like, yeah, yeah of people. course. So it's good karma to do that. Should we take a message here, Susie Sitcom? You want to hear that? Yeah, Let's yeah, see. of course. Of course. Hi, Bernie Shine. Hi, Melvin. What's up? It's Susie Sitcom. Apparently, I talk too much. That's what Mr. Jeffrey Ross said in his talk with <laughs> digits. But I just think he just likes name dropping my name. I just love saying Susie Sitcom so much. That Jeff Ross, he's such a kidder. Um, <laughs> Melvin Spiel and Bernie Shine. It's so nice to hear you two together. Some of my favorite people on stereo. Mwah, big kisses. Have a great day. You too, well, Susie. Thanks, Hello. Susie. I hope you're well. Yeah. Looking after yourself, follow of Susie. course. Yeah, follow, follow Susie. Susie. She's a funny, funny lady. She got a show coming up on uh, the 25th, I believe it is. Uh, I've got the po I, I poster somewhere. At, I'm sure she, to she the, told you about it. The factors, I think she does it at Factors Delicatessen on Pico here in Los yeah. Angeles. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's and, exciting uh, for you. You know. You've done, you've done stereo talks with her as well as have I. It's always yeah. fun to talk to Susie Sitcom. She's so, very upbeat. You know, I like that. I like that. I don't go on stereo for like a... You know, you're having a good day. You go on stereo. You get brought down a bit. You try to cheer people up. That's what I do. You know, that's why I play piano so much. Well, it's good to create a situation for where people can escape their concerns. You know, we all need yeah, a little escape. Course. Yeah, I agree with you, Melvin. You know, I agree with that. Uh, so should we take now? Should we take yeah, go ahead. I want to yeah, I want to talk to you about a lot of things, but go ahead, take a call. Which one do you want? You want me? You want to take one? You. I'll go for a while. Melvin, hello, friend. Bernie Shine, hello. We never met Bernie. Allow me to introduce myself. Hello, I am Wa. Hope I'm just dropping this noodle. Hope you guys are doing great today. I'm really. I was really looking forward to the show all day. Just can't wait to the conversations you guys are gonna have. I tell you um, oh. what, Bernie, um, me and Wa on Thursdays, we do a show on here called Improv Jingle Time, where people will come and they'll set those, make up some products, or Wa will make up some products, and then I'll, I'll play, we'll play a jingle, just an improv, improvised jingle to the uh, product they made up. It's, it's fun, you know. I think I saw that. He sounds like a great guy, too. Uh, he left that message when we first started. I see because you can see the time the messages were left too. So he sounds yeah, like a yeah. great guy. And I think I, I think I listened to one of those that you did. Uh, oh yeah, we did a, with, a sketch as well uh, yesterday because we got a competition coming up, a uh, joke competition on the thirty first of March on stereo. He said, "Is your best joke with a jingle with twenty dollars?" You know, just to make people laugh. You know, it'll be fun. 
Well, I saw that they could win twenty dollars, or they could win a free free jingle from you. I saw that you were going. You guys were going to do that. Was this the guy that was that was doing the exercising with you? Was yeah. that Wah? Yeah. Got yeah. it. And where's he located? Oh my God! I don't think he's told me. To be honest, I met him out here. <laughs> I'm sorry, Wah, if you have told me and I've forgotten. If you're here, let me know where you're located. Uh, oh my God, that's embarrassing. See, there we go. Have you have you worked out your issues with your shadow? Because I saw My that shadow? Instagram post. Well, that your <laughs> shadows uh, seem to have it have it in for you. And I I'm tell just wondering you what, if you and your shadow have worked out your issues. I tell you what, your shadow is kind of rude. It's only about when it's when it's like a full moon. It's a nice starry night, and when it's sunny. Rest of the time, he doesn't come out or say hi. I'm surprised that he actually spoke back to me that time. You know, usually he just stands in the background. You know, well, I'm pretty happy. You know, it, it, I mean, you're arguing with his shadow. You might be better off to box, you know, do a little shadow boxing with, with him. Yeah. They try some shadow boxing. I'm just going to end up hitting the wall. He's going to win, you know, going to break my fist. <laughs> He'll knock me out. What's your shit? I get I got a good name. I got a good name for your shadow. Oh yeah. Why don't you call him five? Five. Call him five o'clock. Five o'clock. <laughs> five o'clock shadow. Yeah, five o'clock shadow. I love that. That's his yeah, name from now on. I'm gonna say, oh, five o'clock. What are you talking about? You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I, you know, you know where he goes when you said he disappears. You know where he Where's goes, that? don't you? Back to his shadow box. Back to his shadow box. Perfect. Look at that. He probably does as well, you know. He's not he's not yeah. I hardly see him. You know, I haven't seen him out. I haven't seen him for ages. It's been snowing where I am. It's been uh no sun. He only comes out in the sun. He doesn't like the like the snow. You know. Oh, he doesn't like the snow. No, he huh. doesn't like it. I do like do you like the snow? Well, we don't have any here in Los Angeles. It never snows in sunny California. Yeah, that's true. I, uh, you know, I've never been to LA, so I wouldn't know myself. Well, you see the snow-capped mountains around here, and people go up to Big Bear and uh, these different places to go snow skiing. So you can go snow skiing, but I've never done it because it's past my three-mile zone. Yeah, I was going to say you can't get up there. You got three miles. What happens when you get to that three miles? Do you just automatically turn around? No, I just have to take a suitcase and an overnight bag and some lunch. And, you know, my, my comfort zone is three miles yeah. from my home, you know. See, I had a real it's good, good excuse with COVID. Well, I had a good excuse with COVID because I, I had an excuse why I could turn people down and not have to go to things. And now that this is ending, they're just going to realize that I'm uh, reclusive and... Um, Kind of, I mean, it says you know, it. You know what I mean? It says it on your website, elusive and reclusive. It says it right there in writing. You know what I mean? Well, no, it's a, it says reclusive, not exclusive. You added the exclusive. Uh, but, it, yeah. but, but I, I, you know, thank you for that. But, but I'm, you know, people are my least favorite species, Melvin. I, is that because uh, people are the, I mean, this is our world, but the, the people are ruining the earth, the horrible. I don't know. Well, I, I don't, don't even know. agree that it's our. I don't even agree that it's our world. It's, the world belongs to all living things. But I'm. I'm listen, I can tolerate. I like about fifty percent of the people. 
Yeah. So when I go out, I make a point. I only talk to every other person I meet. Now, and the only time I get in trouble is when I meet a couple because I don't know which one to talk to. Yeah. <laughs> how, how do you work that one out? What, what, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's a little, well, I, what, I, what I do is I just talk to every other couple I meet. You see. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a good system. I like that. I should be honored yeah. that you're speaking to me then. You know what I mean? If you're not a people person, you're not going to be. I'm happy about well, this. Well, you're, you're special. You're the uh, yeah, my mother says that. She said, "Melvin, you're special." I said, "Oh, thank you, Mom." <laughs> no, you're a good guy. I could tell from your posts that that you're a guy I definitely wanted to talk to, and I want people to follow you. Uh, that as long as they keep a six foot distance. Well, now you've had your vaccine. I guess they can get a little closer, can't they? Yeah, I just got to get a second vaccine. But uh, they don't do it every two weeks. Yeah, they do it like every three months. So you get your first, you have to wait three months for the second one. Three months. What are you eating, yeah. Melvin? What's what are that? you eating there? What are you eating? <laughs> hey, Mr. Bernie Shine again. There he goes. <laughs> I always got what are you my eating, piano. Carrots? What are, you, are you eating carrots? I hear noise back there. What is that? Are you eating? Or you got the rabbit in your lap eating carrots? What's going on? Oh no, I've got a little bit of paper here. I've just, uh, I was just filling oh, with the paper. Yeah. Oh, well, you're nervous. You know, I'm a nervous guy. I'd say. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm talking to Bernie Shine. I like Bernie Shine. He's a nice guy. Well, I like you, Melvin. You're a nice guy. Have you ever done a yeah. jingle for? Have you ever done a a, a jingle for a funeral? Because I think you could put the fun back in funeral. There you go. That's your jingle right there. How would you start that jingle, though, Bertie? You start it like this. You start it like a. <laughs> Something like that, you know. <laughs> That'd be great. Well, well you could. You, if, 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 well, I could have you sing. If when I die, you could sing at my funeral. But I don't know if you'd want to work a room that small. <laughs> yeah, I've never worked any room, so I think any, any even, <clears throat> even one one body, not even an, an alive person, is bigger than any room I've ever worked. You know, <laughs> I try to I try to show my mother my music. She goes, "No, Melvin, I hear it all the time." My mother says to me, Melvin, you should sing more because it's less annoying, you know? <laughs> Wait, you should do what, did she say? I didn't hear that. My mother says, Melvin, you should sing more because your voice is less annoying when you sing. Ah. You know. You want to take another message? Uh, yeah, of course. Go, go right ahead, Mr. Shy. All right, let's try this. How you doing, Mr. Melvin Spiel? It's a pleasure to meet you, sir. I'm following you on stereo, sir. Follow me back. I would appreciate it. Thank you so much. That must be a relative of yours. You guys talk kind of alike. Is that Abe? I've got a Abe. lot of relatives, you know. His name's Abraham. Abraham. I like that. I yeah. give you a follow back, of course. Good name, strong name. I met a man. His name was Abraham. Oh. Now, Melvin, is that... I've actually a, got a song, you're not, you know. 
I've got a song called Abraham about a guy who goes to hell to re-kill the evil people. Oh, there we go. Let's hear it. Okay, I haven't played it in a while, but it goes like this. There was a man, his name was Abraham, and he galloped down a hill and re-killed all the bad men. Oh, Abraham, the months they sang. Oh, Abraham. Oh, 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 oh. You need that bit in there, Mr. Shy. You need that. Because it makes the song more like, oh, my God, there's wolves now. You know, that's as far as I got. That's my song. I only write 30 seconds to one minute. I play the start of a song. People go, oh, this guy knows this song. I don't know the whole song. I know the start of a song. Get you interested. That's the way well, I do it. Well, you need, a, you, need a write, you need a writing partner to write the end of, ends of the song. Yeah, I, I, you know, when I've, I started writing jingles, um, like I, I've, I've been doing it for the last few months, but there's only recently people asked me to write jingles for them. So I started doing like one minute, one minute, 50 jingles. And um, that's when I actually have to end the song. So that's been a struggle for me. But, you know, I've done it and now it's, it's, I'm getting used to it. Well, so, I know. saw that. And you, and you have this thing called buy Melvin a coffee. And I was thinking, well, there's your problem, Melvin. You've got, you, while you're so hyper, you've got too much caffeine in your system. Too much coffee? Yeah, I do drink too much coffee. I tell you that. Americana. I like an Americana in the morning, maybe in the afternoon. Maybe after, after uh, like a nosh. Maybe maybe after like, uh, oh, I don't know, maybe with a bagel. I'm not adventurous. Maybe I'll put some butter on that bagel. You like bagels? Who doesn't like bagels? What kind of person wouldn't like a bagel? No bagels ever harm me. Exactly. My thinking, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, um, now now I was looking at you because uh, I wanted to give you a plug for that. So you you can go on that your your uh, Instagram account and there's a link yeah. and they people can buy you coffee, whatever that means. This is so beyond my pay scale, but I was trying to figure it out. And yeah. and and then you can, you'll write a custom jingle for them. Yeah, it seems so like you do that at a very bargain price. Yeah, I mean, um, my you go on buymeacoffee.com forward slash Melvin Spiel. You buy me a coffee, or you, you got an option to buy a jingle and a lyric video. I'll do a lyric video for your Instagram as well. Um, the song can be about anything you want in any style you want. And uh, I do that because I think people need their own theme music, you know. Well, I think you wrote one for Susie, didn't you? For Susie Sitcom. That was yeah, quite I wrote really a good at it. Yeah, I've written one for Janice Massetti. I wrote one for her, and that was very uh, show-tuned. <clears throat> sort of like, you know who Janice Massetti is, Mr. Shine? Uh, is that what the person that Susie does her show with, one of her shows? No, that's uh, Elizabeth Weikert. She, she's a lovely lady, too. Uh, Janice does a show with Jeff, uh, Jeff Ross. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, yes, of course. Yeah, the sandwich thing that, yeah, I, 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 yeah, yes, I know who that is, of course. I, yeah, I did a song for her. I've only just finished the song. I did it a couple of times because uh, the certain bits, she was like, you don't need that there. You need to do here. But, you know, I put a lot of Jewish words and Yiddish words in there because she uses a lot of their words. Yeah, like, she sounds she like the like, f female version of you, doesn't she? Yeah, 
She says to me, I'm your real mother, Melvin. I say, oh, don't tell my mother that. She'll go crazy. The only woman my mother gets jealous of, Janice Massetti. <laughs> well, it's funny because that's the voice. That, yeah, if I, that's what I envision your mother sounding like. Yeah, yeah, no, she, she does. She sounds a lot like that, you know, when she speaks to me. <laughs> you know, uh, should we, let's, let's have a look here. Wait, wait. A what? I'll take, a, I'll take a message uh, from Tiggy. Is it Tiggy? Yes, of course, Tiggy. Tiggy. I love Tiggy. Tiggy. Hi, Melvin. Hi, Bernie. I have got a question for you, Bernie. What is your favorite piece of memorabilia and why, please? Awesome question. Well, that's a good question. That's hard to select. It's almost like you say, which, if you have like more than one child, who's your favorite child? Uh, you know, the truth <laughs> is, the, the truth is that my favorite uh, piece of memorabilia is whichever the last one I acquired is because uh, it has a way of becoming wallpaper um, at some point. And then the only one that you see is the uh, most recent one you got, which is kind of a condemnation of collecting, I guess. Uh, one time I was in a, I picked up a piece, I was traveling I was really when I used to travel, and I picked up a piece that was a Mickey and a little uh, tiny uh, 1930s Mickey and a, what do you call it? Jack in the box. And uh, the hotel that I was staying in, I got lucky for some reason. They had upgraded me to a really nice suite at the same price of a, as a regular room. And I put that piece, there was a floral arrangement on a, a credenza and I took the flowers off and I put that piece and there was this pin light down on it. So when I go to bed, I could see it. And that one piece somehow represented my entire collection to me. It was as good as my entire collection. So it was kind of a Zen moment for me. And I'm at a point in my life, actually, where I really want to divest. I want to try to reinvent myself as a minimalist. I'm getting to the point where I'm kind of tired of owning things. You know, the fun was so, always in the search. It's not necessarily, the fun is not necessarily in ownership, but more in the search. And I did, I did used to travel quite a bit and find things all over the world, actually. Uh, so that was fun. But anyway. Where was the furthest uh, you went to, to get a piece of memorabilia? Well, you know, I've London and Paris and that sort of thing, but most of it's American. Uh, yeah. But, but most of it's, but any trip I ever took was always uh, memorabilia oriented, but I always would go to the flea markets and, and listen, I saw Mickey Mouse stuff. When I first started collecting Mickey Mouse stuff, if you went into an antique store and you said, do you have any Mickey Mouse toys? Uh, they would look at you like you had leprosy. And I saw this stuff go over the years from, the flea markets to uh, the same auction houses that were auctioning the Royal jewels. So uh, it's, you know, lowbrow stuff that became high art somehow. And I was on in the ground floor. Uh, I, I always knew it was incredible art and I'm kind of take pride in the fact that I recognized that before maybe a lot of other people did. Uh, yeah, of course. You know, that, uh, I've always felt that it was a perfect piece of art. And I, uh, Mickey Mouse, from its earliest uh, origins, is a, just a perfect piece of abstract art. You ever played any but, of the Mickey Mouse video games? No, no, I don't play any video games. I see you do. I you was, play a game. I, well, I was looking at you play a game. What's it called? Uh, I saw something that you 
uh, on one of your posts. That I play all games. Oh, you do? Uh, it could be anything. I've got a lot of different consoles and stuff. You know, I've even got one of them new uh, VR headset things. You put it on your head, it takes you to another reality sort of thing. It's crazy. Oh, Melvin, I have to, I, Melvin, I have a feeling you have that on your head 24-7. Yeah, the world is, you know, it's Melvin's world. That's what I call it in my, to myself. In the mirror, I look in the mirror, I brush my teeth, I go, Melvin, this is Melvin's world. You know, I think of my life kind of like uh, uh, Pee Wee's Funhouse. <laughs> That's the way well, you I do, see it. You, you, yeah, you kind of remind me of the Scottish Pee Wee a little bit. I know Paul <laughs> uh, Rubin a little, and uh, you do kind of oh, remind yes. me of that. Paul's also an animal guy, uh, Pee Wee. He's also an animal uh, guy lo loves animals. Oh yeah, very kind guy. Uh, I heard a story. I don't know if it's true, but before Andy Kaufman died, he was planning on doing Andy's Funhouse, but he died. So Paul Rubin, he he took over the show and it became Pee Wee's Funhouse. I don't know if that's true, but uh, I've never you know, I've never heard he, that story. But it could be. I don't know. I I just don't know. That's another guy that you kind of remind me of is Andy Kaufman a little bit. You kind of remind me of. A, Combination of Paul, I love it. Ruben, and you know, Andy Kaufman. We're well, very creative. Uh, you know, I really encourage people to follow you on Instagram. I'm sure these listeners are, but I've encouraged a lot of other people uh, to do that because I think your Instagram posts are brilliantly clever. Really, that's you know that's what I want to do. You know, I I like to write the jingles, but you know, I, it'd be great to write a show. That's kind of like, uh, you know, Pee Wee's Funhouse, but for adults. So it'd be an well, adult version or a kid's, well, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. Well, Pee Wee's Funhouse was for adults because he had a lot of layering in those jokes. That's so true. The kids I, got yeah, it on one yeah. level and the adults got it on another level. So I give him a lot of credit for that. It's kind of like, do you know who Groucho Marx was? Yes, yeah. Of the Marx Brothers. Well, Groucho Marx had a, uh, uh, a TV show here in the 50s and 60s called You Bet Your Life. You can go on YouTube and find it. And, I, and well, Groucho Marx, altogether, he's a guy that I always felt had layering to his humor so he could appeal to uh, the lowest denominator of slapstick, but he could also appeal to a T.S. Eliot. That it, yeah. his humor was so layered. Uh, that um, and I kind of sometimes when I'm looking at your stuff, I kind of feel like you you have that maybe ability to have a little, you know. Uh, I can't tell you how many people I've shown your stuff to and suggested you to. It's uh, really good. Now here's a guy named Neil. Should we take his call? Let's. I don't know who that is. Play his call. Uh -oh. Hi Melvin. Hi Bernie. And um, I've only been on this app. On uh, stereo for um, like two days now, and I'm looking to um, start going live. Uh, do you, either of you have any advice for anyone new to stereo, and how can I make like uh, my stereo segments uh, unique? Um, yeah, thank. Well. You want to start that one? Uh, you want to? I, I've got a couple thoughts. Do you want to take it first, there, Melvin? Um, see, like when I first started on here, you know, I just went around saying hi to people. 
you know, and then I started like I would I would go up, record a message, and you could only record a message in one hand. But I would be like, uh, "Hello, ha- uh, I hope you're well, having a mitzvah of a day." And then I would do something like, "So no one told you life was gonna be this way." And then they're like, "Oh, that was cool." And then I just get talking and stuff. You know, that's how I, that's how I started talking to people on here, and. Um, and then eventually people were reaching out. They want to do shows. I met some nice people like Wah. He was like, do you want to do a show? I was like, yeah, let's do a show. It's always nice to do a show with someone who you can connect with. You know what I mean? I, it's hard to explain, but you know, man, you just got to, I, I don't know. Bernie, you go. I'm, 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 I'm rambling on now. I don't know what to say. Well, Neil, I, I think just by leaving messages and that sort of thing and following different people, they'll start following you. Um, maybe, uh, you know, be, please follow us. And then if you find somebody that you kind of like what they're talking about, you might reach out to them and ask them if they want to do a, a stereo uh, chat with you. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you can reach out to them in stereo. I don't know if there's a way to do that. Is no. there, Melvin? There's uh, no messaging on, on stereo at no. all. They might, they might introduce it in the future, uh, but uh, that's why you can attach your Twitter or your Instagram, you know? And that's how I contacted yeah. Bernie. You know, I thought I'd say hello to Bernie. And, um, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and um, people will, you know, or you could just go live and you talk to ran- some random person. Um, but, the you know, one thing I will say, you... the one thing, sorry to interrupt you, uh, Bertie. Um, no, no, you're not interrupting. Go ahead. The, the one thing I would say is that when you're talking to just random people and, and they call it cruising the stereo uh, streets or something, I call it surfing the waves because it sounds cool like the Beach Boys. But uh, some people might be mean, but you know, you, you just let you don't take it to heart. You just get out of it. So a lot of people out here just to connect and talk to people because, you know, this COVID thing's been terrible. I think the app came around at the right time. And uh, it's connecting people all over the place, making people make new friends and stuff. You'll do good. Just do you. Well, I brought in a, a friend of mine, a comedic actor named Fred Stoller. Yes, Mr. And, Stoller. Uh, yeah, Fred's a really very funny, creative guy. He's both a comedic actor and a writer. And then, and then now he, and he did a talk, which was actually one of the most interesting talks I've heard. Um, yeah, and you can go listen to it if you if you just go find Fred Stoller. Uh, but he did a talk with a, a guy who was a historian on circuses, a guy named the William. Circus, You'll find yeah. it, and it was really a good talk. It was, I, and it transcends circuses. They started talking about a lot of other. Uh, this guy's a real history maven, and Fred's a really did a really good interview with the guy, and it was really one of my favorite shows. You know, it was. Uh, yeah, I, I I saw that. Like I came right at the end because it, it was two in the morning where I was. I woke up, I got a glass of water. I said, "Oh, look, I'll leave them a message," and I had to listen the next day to all of it because uh, you can re-listen, yeah, you, which is good. That's a great feature, so you can go back and listen. Uh, you can save you know. them as well. You can save your podcast if you want to upload it to another place as well, which is good. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, oh, you can download you the do audio. Yeah. I, ne- um, I never listened to any of them I've ever done. I never go back and listen to them. I, was, no, I no. didn't even like listening to them when I was doing them. Except this one. No, I, 
<laughs> I like that. That was it's good. like my pictures, Melvin. I never like I never I never like my photographs, Melvin, because they always look just like me. <laughs> That's a good one. That is, eh? <laughs> That's that's the beauty of the avatars on stereo. You can be doing this in your underwear. You don't have to put on any makeup. You don't have to get camera ready. Exactly. Uh, believe me, I, 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 a, I never camera ready. I have a joke that no one gets. My joke is oh, yeah. that I don't like my I don't uh, my avatar doesn't look like my avatar. So your avatar See, no in real just, life doesn't look like your avatar. The my avatar doesn't. Everyone says my avatar doesn't look like me, so my joke is my avatar doesn't look like my avatar. But no one gets that joke, <laughs> so it's not a very good joke. Yeah, but you know, I, I yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that though. You know, I, I yeah, I'm, I'm terrible. I'm terrible at jokes. I I I, can't, I I think about them. Like I said, I'm better at sketches and uh, music and stuff. I try to write a funny song. Like I wrote a song about a fob. It's only a few seconds long, but it goes. The other day, I took myself to a farm. I tied the farmer up with yarn and set a light to the barn. Because I've got a compulsion to set a light to things. And that's it. <laughs> You know, well, you're you're like an improv guy, you know. Yeah, yeah. Try to be. Well, yeah. that's why you. Well, that's why you you stand out, Melvin, because what you do is so different. You know, um, you know the the problem with a lot of stand up comics they become ubiquitous. You that you can't tell one from another because they don't have a stance or a viewpoint of the world. Where Melvin Spiel has a viewpoint of the world. So it uh, and you know the. To be a, I don't know, it's a, uh, it's a grind. It's like with magicians. I don't want to be a magician and parade of magicians. So, you know, yeah. I have a friend who, you know, produces a magic show on television. He asked me to do. It's called Masters of Illusion. And oh, I know that Al show. Schwartz, well, Al Schwartz, a friend of mine, Al also produces the Golden Globes. And I, I, he said I'm the only magician that's ever turned him down. But I don't care to be a magician and a parade of magicians. Because it's you just lose your identity. That's the way I feel about sometimes with comedians when you have so many comedians on a bill that yeah. it's just a parade of comics that you lose your identity. Um, and, you know, unless you have a stance that's so different and so unique that it like like Andy Kaufman did, like oh, uh, Jeff Ross as the you know insult doing you know the roasting, like Don yeah. Rickles did doing the insults, you know. You have some kind of a Jack Benny. You probably don't know who Jack Benny was, but he had a no, stance. He had a well. J Jack Benny is probably one of the funny. Was probably one of the funniest men on the planet Earth. You should Google him. But he developed a character that was vain, cheap, um, <laughs> driving an old, you know, Maxwell car. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, so he had. It, he could get a laugh just by his identity, by knowing who he was. Um, so I'm afraid, See, you know, if you try to do straight stand-up, I'm afraid you'd lose your identity. And I think you have a very strong presence right now. Now it's just a question of people finding you, you see. But I think you could do yeah. sketch comedy. 
I think. Oh yeah, that's that. that's. I'd love to. I'd even love to do like silent sketch comedy as well. You know, some of them old. I've done one on my on my Instagram where it's I called the Fly. It. Yeah, yeah, it's wonderful. And the Fly. Yeah, I love that sort of oh, stuff. That's... It's just uh, you well, know, like what I did. You, you, sorry. You, you put a lot of production values into that too, and that Fly thing was hysterical. <laughs> my, it was very Chaplin esque. Uh, uh, you know, it really was very funny. It's on Instagram. You can see it. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm it's sorry. Not, it's not done anymore, you know? Not, no one does it. I thought, you know what? I love it. So I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Um, I'd love to do something called the busker, where, like, I'm a busker, right, on the streets. And then, like, someone steals my money out of my pot, and I chase them. And it's like a, a whole sort of, like, way of climbing up a building, and, uh, climbing up some ladders. The ladders fall back. I've got an idea in my head, you know. Well, the fly was one of my favorite ones you did, and then the I uh, and uh, when you're two, when you're rat, and what's that other character? That puppet, uh, uh, Elvis, the, the chimpanzee. Oh yeah, where they uh, when you went up the ladder to your attic. The attic, yeah. Yes, and those two uh, rascals really punked you. <laughs> Yeah, I well, got you put a, a lot I of production a, into those videos. You really do a great job on the videos. I don't know how, you know. I, 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 that's what I like doing. I love doing it. And I, I, I think about it and think about it that I'm like, all right, this is what I'm going to do. I do this. You know, it's just hard getting puppets in the right areas at the right time, like uh, without you being in the shot, because I'm doing it all myself. I, you know what I mean? Well, that's what's so impressive about it. And it's the quality of it's really good. Do you, do you do anything on YouTube? Have you put anything on YouTube? I I've got a YouTube. I haven't put anything on YouTube yet. People do tell me you need to get you need to get on the YouTube. I think so, Melvin. I think you'd get more, you know, because uh, like that fly and that maybe that's a whole just thing of of these kind of black and white silent films. Uh, yeah, although that wasn't really silent. You heard the fly? Did we hear the fly? I don't remember. You you hear the fly, you hear the swatting of the hand, so it's supposed to be kind of yeah. cartoony as well. Yeah, it was great. It was really funny. I mean, it was just great. That that's also something that I could do live, if you know what I mean. If I get the timing right, behind like a well, screen, you know, a black it's funny. White you don't screen. necessarily have to do live. That's a conversation again I had with Fred Stoller. That Fred never enjoyed being doing stand up. He never needed that validation of applause from an audience reaction from an audience and the stress of you know uh, having to introduce to to thank the comic that went before you and then introduce the comic who went after you and try to remember their names yeah, and yeah. Then try to remember your own act that uh he was very happy just to be on film or or you know uh television uh where his stuff he, then was I mean, there he, forever he, he was a writer on seinfeld wasn't he he wrote uh, two of the greatest Seinfeld episodes ever. One was called The Soup. Now, that, not to be convinced, confused with The Soup Nazi, which was another episode. But The yeah. Soup was where Banyan, the character Banyan, uh, gave uh, Jerry a, uh Armani suit and then said, yeah. um, all you have to do is just buy me dinner, Jerry, sometime. And then he, Jerry takes him to dinner and Banyan only orders soup. He said, well, this doesn't count as a dinner. You still got to take me to dinner. And this, he just kept, you know, Jerry was trying to get rid of the guy and the guy kept, you know, reappearing. And it was based on something that actually happened to Fred, where a guy oh, yeah. gave him a money suit. Great. 
you know. Uh, and then the other one he wrote was The Face Painter, an episode called The Face Painter. And that's the one where Kramer apologizes to a chimpanzee. But Fred's an excellent writer. And, um, and one of my favorite episodes of Everybody Loves Raymond, he plays Cousin Gerard. It was a reoccurring yeah. role. But there's one particular one that I very much like where he and Ray get into an argument about where uh, about the word now, 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 now. <laughs> and then and then Raymond says to him, Gerard is saying now, and Raymond says not now, it's now, and they both kind of sound alike. And and, <laughs> and then Raymond says to him, what does a what does a cat say? And Gerard said. You mean yeah. a talking cat? <laughs> it's just a, it's, it's, it's really a funny scene. It's a good show as well. Like everybody loves Raymond. Um, yeah. My, I had a lot of friends on that show. Doris Roberts, who played Marie Brown was a dear friend of mine. And of course my f best friend was Fred Willard. Uh, and Fred was, um, played the father-in-law to, um, uh, Monica Horan, who Red Willard, uh, yeah, Phil Rosen, yeah, that was Phil Rosenthal's wife, who was the executive producer. Monica Horan was on the show, and Fred was um, her. I'm trying to think. He must have been her father on the show, and Georgette Ingalls was her mother. But it's a great show. Everybody loves Raymond. Do you get that in the UK? Yeah, they do it on a. Uh, they still show it, I believe. I don't know why, because I don't really have television. I don't have terrestrial TV or anything. So uh, uh, I think they show it on Channel 4. Um, they show it early in the morning, Saturday mornings. They, uh, they show reruns. You know, I'm, I'm so glad you don't have TV, because I have to tell you, I, I never had cable here. I could care less about television. Uh, I'd watch very little of it. And people bugging me, you know, uh, uh, my buddy again, Jeff, was staying here for about ten days uh, during COVID. Something going on, stuff going on in his house. And he was complaining, yeah. "I don't have cable TV and this and that." So I finally got it. But I, I don't like spending all my time in front of you know being in an audience or watching television, even if it's great, because it's hours you don't get back. You know. So. Oh yeah, I'm no, I, I, I see what you say. Yeah, I mean, I do play a lot of like I don't play a lot of video games, but I do play uh, video games. Like a simulator games, I like to simulate stuff. You know, I got a I got a VR game called Job Simulator, and all you do is you go work in an office or as a chef or something. But if I did that in real mm -hmm. life, I'd probably pull it out my head. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. Well, it seems to me that you you know you and I I, I, I um oh here's let's listen oh here's a message from Jack from uh, Fred. Let's listen to it. That's a great point. Imagine. Jack Benny on a lineup with 12 other comedians or Woody Allen. <laughs> well, well, you're right, Fred. That's Fred yeah, Stoller. Yeah. Please follow Fred. He's uh, oh, on, on stereo Fred's now. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, he's a terrific so, guy and um, a really very fond and very nice guy and very astute. He, he, uh, he's a smart guy. I had to uh, listen I to smart, you. Uh, I mean, in a, your yeah, birthday, ahead, your, birth, your your stereo birthday bash for Fred. I had to listen. I had to re-listen to that. That was fun. That was a that was a good show. Well, poor Fred got shortchanged because he had 
his birthday's in March. And so he had two, this was his second COVID birthday. Where yeah, he, yeah, you know, uh, woo. yeah. So we had a birthday bash for him on uh, stereo. Uh, which you gotta, go you gotta do what you gotta do, you know. Yeah, you got, but, my father says to me, he says, uh, you gotta do what you gotta do, Melvin, and you don't do what you can't do, okay? That's nothing to do with what I was saying, it's just the same that he used to say to me, you know. Yeah, well, that's right. That, uh, uh, and see, now his point, his point there was a good point, Fred, about you know, comedian like Woody Allen or Jack Benny, who are so unique. You know, you just couldn't imagine them just being, you know, on the bill with 12 other comics. I mean, everyone's got to start somewhere, and I understand why comics do that. But, you know, when I was a young magician, I used to work at the Magic Castle. And, yes, you you know, you were another magician on the bill. Um, but I did develop a following because, you know, each show was capsulated, so you didn't have one, you know, there were magicians. In other words, it wasn't just you finish and another one comes right on the room cleared and they filled the room with new audience and a new magician. So each show was kind of your own show. It was a little different, but that sounds uh, pretty, pretty awesome to be fair. Cause yeah. uh, nowadays, I mean, if someone's doing that, I think it's just the same thing over. I read about the magic castle. You were a regular there. I used to work there in the seventies. I used to perform in the close up room of the magic castle in the seventies. I made a lot of great friendships. I was the young guy and all the old magicians, not all of them, but many of the old magicians took me under wing and taught me some really great stuff. I was friends with probably the most famous magician in the world named I Vernon. Um, yeah. And he, I, he, uh, he was a, uh, a friend, a client, um, all the above. And uh, when he died is when I gave up my membership to the magic castle, because I felt like a, you know, it was going to a mortuary after a while. It's like everybody that, you know, I became I guess the old you wouldn't, guy. You wouldn't look at the place the same as you used to? Be a bit different? No. Yeah, exactly. You know, so it was kind of bittersweet to go up there. I can, you know, I still go once in a while, but I wouldn't be interested in performing there anymore, you know. Have they ever asked uh, you to come back and do a performance? Well, um, I think that's kind of an open invite if I wanted to do it, but... Uh, you know, I'm very, I guess I am, I guess I am exclusive in the sense that I do kind of choose my own venues and that sort of thing. And I was doing some stuff at a hotel here uh, where uh, called the Sofitel Hotel here in Los Angeles, French Hotel, uh, where I created my own show in a room, close up room. And I enjoyed that. I might do that after COVID ends. I might do that again at some other hotel, like in a very nice suite or something where it's a very kind of exclusive thing of an audience exactly. of 12 or 15 yeah. people. Elusive, um, reclusive and exclusive. Mr. Bernie Scheid, ladies and gentlemen, the meme yeah. There we go. Yeah. Want to take another <laughs> message? Here's a yeah, guy. Yeah. Freaks and geeks. Should we listen to what he has to say? Let's see. Oh yeah. Freaks and geeks. I think the appeal of Melvin, especially I'm new to Serio and he's one of the first people I stumbled upon. I think the appeal is that um, he he's got this different character, and I as soon as I heard that and I was hooked immediately. Um, but it's almost like it's almost like I thought I, I, like he would play. You know what I mean? Like because um, what we did uh, on our show was 
essentially the equivalent of kids playing with figurines and just telling a story as it went along. Um, and I feel like he's, um, I don't know, I think he brings story to things and also an audience would like that because everyone likes to listen in on where a story's going to go or um, and le learn more about the character, which is very interesting. Did yeah, you do a show with her this morning? Yeah, we did, we did a show. We did one last week where she, she wrote, she made up a story. It was an improvised story. And she put me in the story. And then um, I get take, taken to a, a different world. And I have to save people in that. I've got a magic piano. And then she would lead into stuff. And then say, I have to sing a song about something. It'd be an improvised song. And we did the second part earlier. You commented. I think you left a message, actually. Yeah, no, it was really brilliant. She was brilliant. Uh, it oh, was yeah, very clever. Great. Again, it was such a clever structure. It's almost like you guys are too hip for the room or something. In other words, what you're doing is so clever that I'm not. Um, there used to be a guy named Mort Saul. Well, he's still around. Mort Saul's still alive. But he was very active in probably the 70s, 80s, maybe into the 90s. Uh, yeah. I, I assume he's still active to some degree, but. Uh, uh, I assume he's still alive, more so. I, but, you know, uh, but but he he would read from the headlines from the newspaper. And it was very esoteric and very smart and very intelligent comedy. Um, and I always thought he was maybe maybe too smart for the room. You know that he never. Uh, and maybe what you guys do is so creative that people have to catch up to you. It's almost like Van Gogh. You know, Vincent Van Gogh never sold a painting in his life when he was alive. Yeah, yeah, I know uh, that. He's my other favorite than to his brother. Yeah, and he, he sold things to Theo, which was his brother, who was an art dealer. Yeah. But, but that was his only customer. That's what supported me. That's why he could, you know, live, uh, you know, pay, buy food and that sort of thing by selling his paintings to his brother. Um, and he was so ahead of his time. And in a way, maybe, yeah, I don't know, maybe your comedy and that sort of thing is, like I say, maybe too good. You know, it's, uh, uh, I get a lot of people you know, that ask me to do it. To, to do a talk on, you know, uh, to talk, because uh, I've got to, uh, and um, you were one of the one that got one, you know, you can only do so many hours of this because I don't want to just, you know, be on stereo all the time. Uh, yeah, yeah, of course. And, just, and be saturated, you know, you don't want to be, over, you know, and wear out your welcome. Uh, but yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. You were the one of the few guys I wanted to say yes to because I thought you're a really interesting, compelling character, Melvin. You know, and I, I just wonder what the real that, Melvin is. Shy. Yeah, I, I don't know what the real Melvin is. Is uh, is you're kind of a, a man of mystery yourself. You know, I wonder what your you know your uh, like, voice is when you're talking to the cat. It's exactly the same. <laughs> let's just. <laughs> I don't know. We'll say that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I believe that. Now let's take Mr. Tony Pepperoni, which because that sounds like a good pizza name. Let's see what he has to say. Here we go. Oh, oh, Tony, what happened? That if you sometimes if you touch it and then uh, touch it again, it, it like cancels the message. But that keeps happening to people since the update. It was happening earlier to freaks and geeks. I to Jeff Ross a couple of times on this show tonight, so it might be a bug oh. or something. We apologize, oh, I'm TJ. Sorry, Tony, can Tony, can you relieve your message? And we'll re, uh, leave your message again, and we'll play it. It, it apparently. Um, we'll inadvertently play got deleted. Away. Yeah, play who? You pick one there, Melvin. Play I would play. 
I'll play this guy because he's not. Bernie Shine, Melvin Spiel. What's up, gentlemen? Uh, magical, huh? This is a magical moment. I love Melvin, man. You know I'm your boy. Hang out oh, with Doc and everybody, bro. It's good to see you, man. Mr. Uh, Spectrum. He sounds like a cool guy. Well. Yeah, he's a, he's a, what is the word for it? What is a, a word for a cool guy? Uh, uh, a top guy, uh, a medge. There we go. I Amen. use that. You, you like that word? Yeah, I, well, I know that word. I know very little Yiddish. I, you know, I, I, I grew up in Spencer, Iowa. When I left Spencer, Iowa, the Jewish population decreased 20%. <laughs> oh, God, really? Is that, is that true? You just, yeah. I was going to say... True. They had a parade. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God he's leaving. No, no, I'm kidding. No, I did grow up in the town. They had five Jews. Was that someone was that asked weird? my dad one? Someone asked my dad one time whether he was ever bar mitzvahed in this small town. He said bar mitzvahed. I was lucky I was circumcised. <laughs> Let's hear full spectrum again. Let's hear this. Bernie, just to let you know, Melvin is hilarious. On his Instagram, he does posts, and they are spectacular. Definitely a fan, Melvin. Thank you, Mike. Oh, definitely. Yeah, no, definitely. I've, I've listened to I mean, I've watched Melvin's stuff. And the reason I, I discovered Melvin, he was leaving some messages with uh, some of my other uh, stereo partners when we were talking, and then I started following them. Now, Susie had left a message at 3.05. Should we take that Did you say again? Bernie is a porn star? <laughs> I no. had no idea, Bernie Shine. You're, you're a porn star, Melvin. Where did you see this porn star information on Bernie? Because I'd like to see that as well. I had no idea. Wow, that's some magic uh, I don't think I'd like to see. All right. <laughs> I think uh, <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Mr. Shine sorted, sorted me out on that one. You know, <laughs> yes, it, it was pawn p a u p a w n, but it's you know, Melvin's pronunciation. Pawn, yes, yes, that's what you saw, Melvin, on YouTube. Uh, yeah, called Mickey Mouse door <laughs> displays or something. You see, I, I wish the other guy, the pizza guy, would uh, pepperoni would. I wish he'd leave his message again because uh, I feel bad. There he is. There he is, Mister Tony Pepperoni. Oh, now let's pl you you play it so I don't goof it up. If I had a nickel every time I X'd out someone's messages, I'd have uh, a, you know a good pocket full of nickels. Uh, but anyway, the, my message was referring to you guys were uh, Bernie. You had told the joke that um, you said, "Oh, maybe it's just not funny." Uh, but I was, was a, I written a joke that I didn't know if it was funny or not. Uh, still kind of in the workshopping phase, but the joke goes something like this. Uh, so uh, a few years back, I got diagnosed with shingles and, you know, it was kind of real emasculating because they give you these pills you have to take that it's like the same medicine that they give people who have herpes. And so I had to like walk around with this big bottle of pills and take them and, you know, it was just kind of a bit embarrassing. But, you know, the good news is, is it cl cleared up my shingles, uh, but it also cleared up my herpes. <laughs> I got to go back and listen to that, make sure I can track all that. <laughs> Very but good. He did remind me of something. He reminded me of another uh, Fred Stoller story. Uh, oh, Fred wow. tells a story that, that is, uh, he was on a, some kind of a figurine for some film he did or something. I don't know all the details, but they made a, some toy company made a figurine 
of Fred or his character, and you'd push the button and then on the toy, and the the figurine then would spew out lines, Fred's lines from whatever it was, whether it was a movie or an animation thing or whatever it was. So he sent yeah. one to his mother, and his mother said to him, so how do you make money on this thing? So Fred told her, well, Mom, every time someone pushes the button and listens to what I say, I get a nickel. So he said <laughs> a couple of days later, his mother called him. She said, well, did you get the money? He said, what are you talking about that I get the money? So I've been pushing the button. I keep pushing the button. I push it 40 <laughs> times a day. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> Isn't that a great story? Yeah, that's, that's a, awesome. Uh, that's Fred Stoller's story. <laughs> Very funny story. Now, here's Patrick. Uh, I know Patrick. Uh, he, let's see. Hey, Melvin, is that your real voice, or did you take that from the Jerky Boys? This sounds a lot like the Jerky Boys voice. Like the Jerky Boys. Yeah, I get that quite a bit. You know, I'll tell you what happened. <clears throat> when I was younger, I was at a golf club. I was with my brother. We were playing golf. His name's Neil. I was standing in front of him. He was in front of me. He had the golf club. I was behind him, right? So when you're at a golf club, you shouldn't stand too close to people when they're swinging. You know, uh, my mother wasn't there. It wasn't staying. I was just standing. He swings back, hits me in the nose. I spent a year in the ENT. I always say, like I said to Mr. Bernie earlier, my mother says, Melvin, you should sing more because it's less annoying. My voice is nasally, you know. That's that. <laughs> now, tell me, is that true? Yeah, that's 100% true. Wow. I got in the fishbowl golf club, my nose, top of my nose. I had an operation. Uh, I swear, that's 100% I don't know what... true. I don't know. I, 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 you got so many multiple personalities here, Melvin. I'm not sure who the hell I'm talking to. I, I don't know what I, I believe with you. You're a man of mystery. I, yeah, I, I promise you that, though, Bernie. That that story, that that's true. That actually happened. It was okay, though. You know, my brother, he was upset. He hit me in the face, but I had my revenge because I was wearing his jersey. And uh, the blood went all over his jersey, his new jersey. And, uh, you know, it was fine. But it did hurt. Oh, your brother's the one that hit you with the golf club? Yeah, I was standing too close. He swung back, hit me right in the nose. How old was It was an you? accident. I was about eight. Uh, he's nine. He's a year older than me. Uh, I ran home. My mother could hear me down the street. Oh, Melvin's coming again. And she thought, you know, I, I like uh, tripped over or something. He's fine. Because I was always screaming as a kid. I was screaming at anything. I, I, I even screamed. My mother goes to me. Like I find, I found out that I had oxygen in my in my body. I couldn't believe it. I didn't know what this was. That I was, I was just screaming my head. I went, oh, she's like Melvin. Everyone breathes oxygen, you know. Uh, so she didn't think anything was wrong. But I did. I broke. I got my noses broke. Bit of my eye. I had to get an operation. True story. Wow. Very true. You got a lot of uh, abusive relationships. You got this. Your brother hitting you in your face <laughs> with a golf club. You got those two puppets that are three puppets that are always kind of picking on you. You got your shadow that uh, is always dishing you. You know, Melvin. It's you a gotta, you know, Yeah, I mean, it's a what a household. You know? Let's hear the professor. Melvin, Melvin, Melvin. Good afternoon. Good evening, Bernie. Good evening to you, too. Speaking of nasally voices, I'm here with a slightly congested nose. 
He's a very soft spoken person. He's very soft spoken. Yeah, he reminds his voice reminds me of uh, you ever heard of a a guy called Rick Mayo? Rick Mayo, no. He he was in a TV show called The Young Ones and at Bottom. He was in Drop Dead Fred. Uh, he was in quite a few movies in that. He, uh, he, he died a couple of years back, uh, but he, um, his voice sounds like him. It's like, uh, it's, uh, yeah, his voice sounds like that. You check Rick Mayle out. He's a funny guy. He was a stand-up comedian. He did like a student, like a university student who was against the system, and he would read poetry, and then he would look angrily at the crowd and stuff. It was funny. Now, uh, um, oh, oh. You just said something that reminded me of something, but I don't remember what the hell it was. Uh, anyway. Um, oh, here, Patrick again. Let's listen. To oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean any disrespect. I just, uh, I had to ask you. I'm sorry about your nose, buddy. <laughs> That's absolutely fine. It wasn't your fault. It was my brother's fault. <laughs> you know, well, it, happened, well, you... it happened years ago. Well, it was a little of your fault too, Melvin. You were standing a little close. I was too close. I wasn't paying attention. You know, I was just waiting for my go next. I haven't played golf since. I live in Scotland. So many golf clubs around here. I'm terrified. <laughs> well, that that would cure you, wouldn't it? Well, golf's a boring yeah. sport anyway. You know, if I go to hell, you know what I think they're going to make me do if I have to, if I'm sentenced to hell? I think they're <laughs> going to set me in golf? front of a television and they're going to make me watch golfing on television. Oh God! I can't think of anything more horrible. Hey, uh, Trump doesn't he own golf courses in Scotland? Yeah, I'm not sure if he owns them anymore. I don't know. What? I don't really know what's happening with that. But uh, he, I, I know that he he did own some golf courses here, and um, he used to come here. I live in a place called Jedburgh. It's near Edinburgh. It's like the borders of Scotland and England. Um. But there's a lot of golf clubs around here. Uh, maybe I should get a job at one of them. Well, I, I don't know. I think you should stay away from golf courses, Melvin. Um, yeah, I, I guess next time it'll probably be fatal. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, oh, God. Yeah. Let, let's see what we got here. Let, oh, go ahead. Let, what, do you, what is that? That's not promising. What is that? You know this song. This is the first. This is one of the first songs I learned to play on the piano. A lot of people know how to play it, but I was impressed with myself just because it was uh, twiddly. Now you you played uh, you did um, Tiny Tim tip yeah and I you sent you a photograph. You? Go ahead, yes. I hope my uh, cat Norbert doesn't stop meowing when I start doing this. Huh. I'll let you out in a minute, bud. Tiptoe through the window by the window. That is where I'll be Tiptoe through the tulips with me Needy In flowers we'll pray 
losing my voice here. It's quite late. I've been I've been singing all day. You know you know you know that song though. Well, all right. Now that was great. And you know, Tiny Tim married um, Miss Vicky on the Johnny Carson Tonight Carson Show. Show. Yeah, and, yeah, I know. And it was the highest rated Tonight Show I think ever was when Tiny Tim married Miss Vicky on um, the, on the Tonight Show. And you can see why, can't you? You can see why it's Tiny Tim. Tiny Tim's getting married. I'm going to watch that. It's the only time I'm going to watch TV when Tiny Tim gets married. <laughs> well, he was. It was a wonderful act. I loved his uh, Tiny Tim. It was great. But I had sent you uh, last night through a direct message, a photograph, which reminded me because when I saw you do that, I knew a guy named Nick Lucas, and Nick Lucas was a famous. You know, he was one of the original. Broadway, what they call them, Gold Diggers of Broadway from 1929. I knew him as an old man. When he was an old man, he used to come to the Magic Castle and he, uh, his voice he is a, my uh, act. awesome. He what? His voice is great. Tiptoe well, he did, through he did, the window. He, yeah, he did Tiptoe Through the Tulips in the 20s and he did it in 1944 in a movie. And yeah. uh, he had given me an album of his that he signed to me with a with a grease pencil, you know, one of those grease pencils that he signed. Yeah. I sent you a picture of it, but he was he that's who uh, was the first one to record that song. People think it was Tiny Tim, and it wasn't. It was Nick Lucas, and Tiny Tim was a big Nick Lu Lucas fan. Oh yeah, you can yeah, tell Nick by Lu his voice. You can tell well, by I think his Nick voice. Lucas died in the eighties, but but the seventies he used to come up to the Magic Castle, and he was a, he loved my show. He would always. Do you know? You know um, he brought me. Do you know what he thought about Tiny Tim's rendition of that? Did he ever say anything? Was Was he around when that came out? He was around, and I don't. I don't ever remember uh, discussing it with him. No, I probably should have. Uh, I have a feeling. Well, I don't know how he would have felt about it. You know, in, in a sense, it kind of revived it. So I really don't know how he would have felt about it. I mean, um, that song got revived again in the movie Insidious. You ever seen that movie? It's like a horror movie. And then there's like a little boy dancing at a record player. And that's, uh, no, but I, I mean, I, I haven't seen, I haven't seen a movie. I haven't seen a movie since uh, Andy Hardy gets a hickey. I'm, I don't go to a oh. lot of movies either. That's, uh, I don't I, go to a lot. You know, I, I watched that and then I, I heard the song. I knew who Tiny Tim was. Of course, I know who Tiny Tim is. His voice, his, his rage. There's another Tiny Tim song that I love. You ever heard the song called uh, Me and the Man on the Moon? Let's hear it. Have you got it there? I can play it for you. Play it, sure. Years ago, they said I'd never make it. They tried to stick a pin in my balloon. They said I was too strange, that my dreams were all in vain. But they said the same about man on the moon. I knocked on doors and I sang my songs and each day they'd say, hey, go away and don't come back. But I crusaded until I made it. Nothing's impossible if you try. So have your dreams, come on and sing your songs, there's nothing wrong with singing out of tune. If people laugh and say your dreams will never be, just think of me and man on the moon. Something like that. Loved it. You know, I, That's I great, that man.
I'd never heard yeah. that song. That's that was a Tiny Tim song. Yeah, it was the lyrics. The reason I, I like that song, the tune's great, but the lyrics, because I can imagine him doing that, you know, going, hello, my dear friends. And then uh, they're going, no, yeah. no, thank you. And then he just carries on and does it. You know, he's he's awesome. Well, the problem with Tiny Tim was that he was too unique because it became a kind of a one-note joke with him. In other words, once you've seen the character, you know, it, it there's a you can go too far the other direction in being so yeah. unique that that you you've just really got it's like a one note Johnny you know um, and I think that's what kind of did him in as far as you know in the entertainment business yeah uh, the thing is a guy like Andy Kaufman could do a lot of different things you know oh, yeah. Andy Kaufman you know where Tiny Tim could just be Tiny Tim. Andy Kaufman could be anybody, you know what I mean? Yeah. I always right. like Andy's thing of, of, you know, he goes on stage and he, he'll say he's, he doesn't care about people laughing. Uh, he just wants a reaction. If people aren't reacting, then they're not interested. If people are booing, if people are angry, uh, showing some sort of emotion, then he's happy because he's done his job. Well, what was the book? Did he read from? Was it Warren? What was the book that he? Yeah, read when he, from when he read time? the book at the university, and because uh, yeah. you asked him to do vodka, I don't know what the right. book was, but did he read the whole book? Well, he he read it until uh, I think it was a Great Gatsby, and I, he he read it <laughs> until uh, it, people everyone walked out. You know, um, you can't blame him though. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah. Well, he was a, uh, you know, kind of a performance artist. In other words, that was his form of art. I, I believe but, I believe if he was around nowadays, he would do great things on YouTube. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, the one character he didn't care playing was Latka on Taxi. He, he um, for some much. reason. Yeah. 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 And he was great in it, but it wasn't necessarily his favorite venue or you know, it's the one that kind of put him on the map, helped his career a yeah. lot. Um, yeah, uh, Danny was, DeVito was in it. Danny DeVito and uh, what's his name? Um, there was a lot of people in that. Oh, the guy, Fra the Frazier, uh, whatever, I, I can't think of his name. Um, oh. Um, the old guy? My, well, no, I was thinking of... Uh, Oh, he went on the spinoff. Kelsey Grammer uh, did a spinoff called Frasier. And God, who else? Uh, Ted Danson, of course. Ted Danson. Real Perlman. Real Perlman. Real, Perlman, real Perlman, Perlman was. was real uh, Perlman. Yeah, Rhea Perlman. It Rhea. Was, uh, Rhea Perlman. Yeah, she. Rhea, right. Perlman. She was Danny yeah. DeVito, or is Danny DeVito's wife in real life. Um, That's crazy. I met her once with uh, Fred Willard. Uh, I don't remember where. I don't know if it was Celebrity Autobiography or what it was. I but that, that was a great show. Great ensemble cast. But uh, uh, Kelsey Grammer did a spinoff called Frasier. And now they're was trying so to revive Frasier, that. Frasier was a, a spinoff from Taxi? Yes. No, I never from knew Cheers. That. Excuse oh, from me. Cheers. Cheers. I'm, yeah, there we go. I'm I'm confusing Cheers with Taxi because uh, re yes I'm confusing the two uh, the two no it was not it definitely was not 
but they uh, are yeah they are rebooting Frasier. I heard about that. Yeah, no, no, uh, you're you're right. I'm Tony. It was Tony Danz and Judd Hurst. I'm confusing Cheers with Taxi. You're right. Uh, <laughs> no, that's that's fine. And Christopher Lloyd, who is great, just a great, uh, you know. Uh, oh yeah. You know, I mean, have you seen Have you seen the Andy Kaufman movie Man on the Moon with Jim Carrey oh, playing absolutely. it? Oh, Unbelievable! One of my favorite films. Yeah, unbelievable. I got that on DVD upstairs. I love it. I saw it, and I was like, I need to get this. I watch it every time. I can't like I, I, I it's, on, it's on my shelf upstairs. You know what I mean? I I watched the documentary. It's on my shelf too. Yeah, see, it's a great yep. movie. It's like one of Jim Carrey's best parts, and you know that song. Well, no they question sing? about it. No question about it. He, he absolutely channeled Andy Kaufman in that film. And the funny thing is, the... physically, he, he didn't look that much like him. He, Jim Carrey's a much taller guy, and this, and you know, just but, yeah. Oh yeah, and if you watch the documentary on Netflix about the behind the scenes of the movie, no, I, no, I'd like a, to see that. Yeah, there's a documentary about it, and it shows how Jim Carrey got into character. He was Andy on the set, so he it was like a what's it called? Uh, well, you're always in character. Meth, method, method acting. Method acting. He was. That's what he was because he he was Andy off camera and on camera. Yeah, and people, I think it has to that. be to channel somebody like that to to really get into that part and have it be part of just where he really enters your body. You know, I would think that would do. You'd have to do. Oh that. yeah, yeah, of course. It was. No. I, you know, Andy Kaufman is great. I, I, as soon as I like. Like when I learned about him, when I that's when I first learned about him, when I saw the movie because I like Jim Carrey and I was like, Man on the Moon, what's this? And then that just Andy Kaufman, uh, like anything to do with well, here, him, usually. Yeah, here's a guy we didn't take his message. Let's take his message, Ryan T. I saw Bernie on Porn Stars, it was the most awkward thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Pawn, P A W N. I wouldn't even that's want to see my the bad, on porn guys. Stars. That's my bad. I apologize. <laughs> yeah. Let Bernie say it from that one. <laughs> Here's Big Papa. Let's see what she has to say. Oh, what happened? Melvin! Melvin, oh my goodness, man. You are freaking spectacular, seriously. And hey, Bernie Shine, it is nice to meet you. And I hope you both are having a great night. Hello, Thanks, Betty. I hope you're well. Uh, a Betty Badass, lovely lady. Uh, got follow her on Instagram. On here as well, she does some good chat. She's a lovely lady. Uh, big respect to you, of course. Yeah, you know that. Uh, let me have a look here. What? Uh, oh, do you want to go through some of these? Like, we'll play sure, some of them because I think there's quite a quite a few. Hi, okay, Melvin. Hi, my darling. I love you. I love your character, and. Uh, I find it quite sad that the verified host is uh, being run by their ego right now, and they're trying to dissect your character, your radio persona. I think you're a bit of a tosser. Anyway, Melvin, love you. Now, who was that? I didn't see his name here on the. Who was it? It says Melvin? you will be murdered by midnight. Oh, that's who that was. Yeah. That's one yeah. you just played. Yeah, that's what I just goodness. played. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What time is it? I've still got a few hours. It's uh, half, at mine. It's half eleven at night. 
The last. Oh, the, you're, well, you're closer to midnight than I am. Oh yeah, most definitely. I, I'm, I'm ahead of you. I got confused well, originally. I didn't know who was ahead, who was behind. You know. Well, if you're going to be if you're going to be murdered at midnight, you better lock the doors. Oh, I'm way ahead of you. Yeah, I oh, got them <laughs> locked. Oh, good. All yeah, right, go ahead. Always take some got more messages. Locked. Take some more messages. Right, right let's play some messages here. Hey, yeah, Mr. Melvin Spiel, I just checked your Instagram page. Very interesting page, sir, you got going on there. Very interesting. I'm intrigued. Thank you, Abraham. You follow me on there, I'll give you a follow back, of course. Mr. Watt. Bernie, you know, you're a magician. I, I would love to. I'm a big magic, big magic uh, uh, dork. Um, so how old were you when you first decided to, you know, do magic. How old were you when you started doing magic? That's what I want to know. I was seven years old. I wasted the first six years of my life. What was the first trick you learned? Uh, it was my mother had uh, snap beads, which were these look like pearls, but you could snap them together and unsnap them. So I went to school and show it like I put them under a handkerchief, like I could. Uh, <laughs> break and restore the beads, you know. Uh, uh, did people like, like it? Years, did they enjoy it? Well, seven years old, you know. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, and it was, and no one had ever seen these beads, so, you know. And I can also remember levitating, reading a, a book, I could levitate somebody. So my friend Tom White, he was, we were both probably seven years old, and he, he put his shoes on a broomstick, and then you put a, a a uh, sheet over so he would be standing but his shoes <laughs> then would go up and you know this is kid stuff you know oh i'm, I'm gonna try that that's awesome i'm gonna try that one yeah I'm gonna I, do that you know it was a kid's magic book how to levitate um uh, well here's a guy okay. patrick's talking about time let's hear what patrick yeah. says about tiny Kim. you know one time when i was a kid I was at this uh, carnival, and that was back in probably the early, you know, 1980. Tiny Tim had been playing his little guitar in the circus, and I happened to walk behind the circus tent, and there Tiny Tim was standing there. And I remember I wanted his autograph because I knew who he was. And I'm like, I had nothing to, to for him to sign. So I reached down and I got this old shitty, dirty popcorn box and I ripped a part of it off. And he was laughing at this little boy picking up this dirty popcorn box. But I did meet Tiny Tim. He was a big guy. Oh, yeah. He was a yeah. big guy by the end of his life. He put a lot of weight. You know, that's an awesome story, yeah. though. I could see him at the carnival, you know, Tiny Tim at the carnival. Yeah, he he, he um, had a heart attack. I'm looking on, on YouTube or on Wikipedia here. September 28th, 1966, he suffered yeah. a heart attack just as he began singing at a ukulele festival. Uh, wow, in Massachusetts. Um, huh. He, uh, I think, that one of his last interviews is actually on YouTube as well. At the ukulele yeah. festival, there's a video of him talking, played a little song. Well, there's a lot of performers who died just before they go on stage or just on. Dick Sean died, I think, on stage. And people thought it was part of his act because he was doing that show, The Second Greatest Entertainer in the Whole Wide World, which was an extraordinarily funny one-man show. 
And there was a guy named Frank Sutton who was in Gomer Pyle, uh, a TV show here, and he died. Uh, he played, I forget the name of the character, the uh, Sergeant Carter. And he died just before he went on a performance in a play. There are quite a few performers. Do you reckon it could be oh, you you know, nervousness, heart attack. Could it could be? Um, oh, do you reckon they just uh, popped, or, or they're just like they're, they're, that's where they're meant to go? You know what I mean? That's where it was well, meant my, to happen on stage. Yeah, I, my friend Fred Willard said of that one time. He said, you know, when they say that he died doing what he loved doing, he, he said, I always think they'd rather have just kept doing it <laughs> rather yeah. than yeah. doing what they love doing. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good. Yeah. That's a good one. That is. <laughs> yeah. What they probably right. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll take. I think I'll see these. Uh, let's see, Abraham. Yeah, I was just wondering if I could have a talk with you guys in the future. Yeah, Ooh. Abraham, you talk Ooh. to me on. Uh, you message me on Instagram. We can sort something out to talk. Of course, you know. Just give me a message, yeah. uh, you know. I'm actually, uh, yeah, in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. That's it. Pennsylvania. I did ask you that so long ago, Mr. Live. So sorry. I'm sorry I didn't know. Uh, rude. I was just being rude, you know. My mom always says, Melvin, you introduce yourself nicely or not at all. You you, you be nice <laughs> to people. Well, you you're know? pretty nice to people. I try to be. I always try to be nice, happy, you know. Yeah, how annoying. Nice and happy. Yeah. My God, man. <laughs> Knock it off. Yeah. <laughs> You know, a friend of mine was whistling at work one time at his office, and he's whistling, and his wife said, what are you whistling about? And he said, oh, I don't know, I'm just feeling good, and it's such a great day, and she said, well, get over it. <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's what you need a wife for, you know, when you're feeling happy. And, you Tell know. you to get over that. Yeah, my mother says... Yeah, get over it. Uh, my mother says, Melvin, I, see, I'm not, I'm not allowed to have a girlfriend or a wife, until my mother dies, she says, Melvin, I'm the only woman in your life. I say, oh, okay, ma, that's fine. I'll do what I, you know what I mean? That well, listen, if that's, here's my advice to you if that's what she told you. I think you better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, what, what, was that, what was that, Danny? Oh, wait a minute. What's that? Throw mama from a car, throw mama from a train with Danny DeVito, remember? <laughs> with Danny DeVito, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there, there you go. Throw mama from a train then, man. <laughs> I tell you what, there is a train track down the road from here. I could do that. <laughs> hey, you could Simon Legree. You could just you uh, you could you know tire to the tracks, man. Do it in a car sort of style. <laughs> That'll be my, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. That'd be great. Now, yeah. what happened to your? You never mentioned your father. My father. Yeah. So, what happened? Is he disappears? There's, I got a video on it on my Instagram. What happens is there's a video of him dancing. I got it out the the, the attic, um, and um, I never seen it before. So I thought, you know, up to upload this Instagram, try and get some clues. There's a video of him dancing in 1994, but there's an Xbox behind him and a LCD TV. LCD TVs and Xboxes were not around in 1994, like these sort of like uh, flat screen oh, TVs. So, you know, I'm asking for information. He's doing a little dance to some 80s music. You know, we'll find him. Let's see. Where do <laughs> we'll I, I, I'm looking through your Instagram page. I got to find that one. I don't know what the, maybe 
Um, I'll have to find that one. Let's see. I was looking here. Oh, this was another funny one where you played chopsticks with chopsticks. Exactly. Why not? You know what I mean? Some guy says to me, I was doing an Instagram live. Some guy goes, you play chopsticks. I said, I'll do one better. What I'll do is I'll go in my drawer and I'll get the chopsticks. I'm going to play chopsticks with chopsticks. There we go. <laughs> That's, now I'm looking, I'm looking at the picture of your, your cat, Norman. And even he yeah. looks like he's he, even he looks like he's got some <laughs> passive aggressive behavior towards you. Oh yeah, you should you know? see my rabbit as well. There's a video on that of my rabbit. He tries to bite me. I see in this in the sock puppet with the big eyes. Man, he attacked you. What is? Oh yeah, it, he's man? a bit on bitch. Yeah, and what's cousin uh, Elvis cousin right? Elvis cousin. Yeah, he's just in town. He's got a. He's got. He's just been, uh, you know, off his meds. I think, you know, he's capped. He's capped out a lot since. I'm sure he'll be popping up soon. And I know there's a loan shot coming. My 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 buddy, buddy, I call my buddy. He doesn't really like me, does he? Elvis is uh borrowed some money of a loan shot. So I'm gonna see if I can fill that while they're doing the little meeting. That's coming up. Hopefully they don't see me. Here's another picture yeah. of. Uh... I'm looking. Here's another picture of uh, Norman. <laughs> oh, he attacks you again. Oh, yeah. He, he likes to play. Uh, hopefully, it's plague, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, you no, better sleep a, with one eye open. You got a oh, lot of... Uh, man, you've got a lot of uh, passive-aggressive partners in that uh, place of yours. Puppets, exactly. your mother, the pets, your <laughs> puppets. It's crazy, man. Run. You should see the lady next door. The lady next door. I live in Scotland. I don't know what she's saying half the time. I feel so rude, but I know she doesn't like me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I haven't seen her on your Instagram, the lady next door. You? Oh, I'm sure you will at some point. Huh. Don't worry about right, that. Moment. That's going to happen. Want to play another message? Get through those messages? Yeah, let's get through them. I'll just wow, play one from the top. that was pretty good, yeah. Mr. Melvin Spiel. Very nicely done. I love that music. Excellent. I love it. Thank you, Abraham. I hope you're well. Uh, nice guy. Very nice guy. I'll give him a follow. Uh, oh, I already did. There we go. See, I forget yeah. who I'm following. I, re I read about him in the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> I actually never read the, the Bible. Bible. I never actually read the oh, Bible. I saw the movie. Not? I saw the movie. What, the Mel Gibson movie? The Bible. You know, I saw the film, but I never actually read the book. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I see you get a lot of people on here. You know, they talk about the, like the gods and the, what gods they follow and stuff. I try to steer clear from all that sort of thing. You know, it just causes arguments. So that, what, what is that thing they say? Religion and politics you don't talk about because it just causes arguments. I think well, that's it. I don't know. You know, I'm deficient in the, in the religion gene. I don't know. You know. Oh, yeah. God uh, made the he heavens and the earth in seven days and seven nights. Yet it took him 40 days to write 10 commandments. Doesn't make sense to me. He was taking his time with the sequel there. <laughs> well, I guess when you have to carve them in stone or granite or something, it takes longer. 
You know, we could make I all actually, the heaven and earth in seven days, and then it takes 40 <laughs> days to write 10 commandments, which he could have condensed to the, uh, you know, down to the one your mother taught you, Melvin, which is do on to others, which would have encompassed exactly. the other, all of them, right? You yeah, all, all in one, all in one, done. There we go. There you go. Uh, let, let me ask you another down. question. Adam and Eve. All right. Now, you got, yeah. you got Adam and Eve, right? Then they have two sons, right? Mm. So where did where did everybody else come from? From the like, I have no idea. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What? Well, I mean, in other words, I mean, that make any sense? Yeah. You know? No, well, of course. You know, I'm, I'm a I mean, big. Uh, I like science and stuff. I believe in. The, I, I'm I'm a big bag sort of guy. Not big bag theory. But, you know, that's the sort of thing. I, I like to learn about the Earth. It's crazy how we know more about space than we do the ocean. I think that's crazy. You know, well, that is really that is really true. You know, it's crazy. It, it, yeah. it boggles. Is that a word? Boggles? It boggles. Boggles Yeah. Well, and two thirds of the planet is covered by water. So basically, it's exactly. a water planet. You know, uh, um, yeah, basically it's a water planet. Yeah, we don't know very yes, much yeah. about what, you know, they're always discovering new. Uh, um, new species. In species, yeah. Are they, uh, you know, people, I'm sure humans are 90%, made 90% of water as well. I don't know. I might have just heard that somewhere, made that up, but I'm sure that's true. <laughs> well, I know it's true because I get up several times during the night to go to the restroom. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. All right. right. Want to get through I'll the messages, Melvin? Yeah, let's do it. Bernie Shine, you said you want to you try to be a minimalist. I have a great tip for you. What you do is you take a picture, one big picture of your whole collection. Then you sell your collection and keep the picture. <laughs> yeah, from your mouth to God's ears, buddy. I need a buyer. I need somebody that has both the money and the interest to buy the collection. Would you sell you it know? then? Would you actually sell your whole collection? In a New York minute. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I collect money instead then. Oh, here's the yeah, guy. exactly. Here. Here's a new guy. Let's see. Hello, guy. how are you? We're fine. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. You know, I've just eaten an apple. Yeah, you're doing a lot what? of eating there. An apple. Yeah, I do. I, there, now, apple. now we're back to the Bible. <laughs> back to now the Bible. Now we're back to Adam and Eve. Did the snake give you I that apple? Be careful. Adam. Wait a minute. <laughs> the snake. Be careful there, Melvin. That was the, the original sin. The that was the original sin. Can you blame the guy? You know, you got, you got what? What's he got? Don't take the apples from the tree, but I'm going to put it in front of you. I'm taking an apple from the tree. You know, my neighbor's got an apple tree. I'm taking an apple from that summer. She's not going to know, is she? Maybe that's why she doesn't like me. I that's uh, just what <laughs> I was going to say. That's probably why she doesn't like you. You're stealing her apples. You're going to shoot me with a BB gun. Huh. <laughs> Let's see. Take it, yeah. Here, here, Patrick's talking you about. You will tiptoe through the 
tulips with me. <laughs> now we've got three renditions, four renditions. We've got Nick Lucas, we've got Tiny, Tiny Tim, we've got Melvin, and we've got Patrick. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. We need a whole album. You need to do a, a birdie. Album. You need to do a, a version of Tiptoe for the Tulips. Yeah. Well, I, I yes. I don't know. I think there's too many of them. Let's see so, quick kind of joke, but, you know, I've been hitting the gym, and I've been getting on the Stairmaster because I want to take on the Stairmaster champion. So, little did we know, I, I'm six months in, my stair game is tight, and the champion falters. So now I'm, poaching, I'm pitching the challenge to the champion, Joe Biden, to see if we can have a Stairmaster off. Hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he fell down on the uh, Air Force One the other day, poor guy. Yeah, he fell, he fell up the stairs three times, I think, you know. He's pretty good for yeah. his age, though. He's pretty brisk. Pretty, you know, pretty, uh, you know, he's 78. I think he's still, yeah, he's still pretty well, you know. Yeah. Now, here's Full Spectrum Universe. Let's see what he has to say. Oh, Patrick. Here's Can I sing you guys a Bon Jovi chorus line to kind of show you no. my voice range? For I mainly want Melvin to hear it. We could maybe do some piano playing and some singing together on here. <laughs> Says Kenny, do it. He didn't do it. Now, let's see. Here's Abraham. Yeah, Mr. Melvin Spear, I would love to do a talk with you, sir. And you too, Mr. Bernie Shine. How does this work, though? How do I uh, schedule a talk on stereo? I don't really know how this works. Thank you. You sound like John Travolta. Abraham sounds like John Travolta. Hey. <laughs> now, uh, uh, well, he's done talks with other people, so he must figure out how it works. But I see he's on talks with other people. I'm just looking here. Just looking at his Instagram. I mean, his uh, what do you call this thing? Stereo it says, "I am an explorer." I don't know what he's exploring. He's exploring how to do talks on stereo, but he's done them. Well, he's done them. The yes. last one he did was January twenty fourth. It looks like he did a bunch of them on January twenty fourth. Holy cow! That was a big day for him. Looks like he did one, that two, probably, three. Uh, oh, oh, his probably his introduction. Oh, I see. Yeah, one minute, two minutes, that sort of thing. I got it. Well, follow uh, Melvin, follow me. Yeah, of um, course. Follow Buddy Shine. The guy's awesome. He, he's exclusive, elusive, and reclusive. He's a magician. He's a collector of Mickey Mouse. He's just a great, just follow him on Instagram. Follow him. He's a great guy. Always, an, always a pleasure to listen to him and, and speak to him. It's been such a I've loved it every second. Thank you, Melvin. We got one more message Melvin. and then maybe we should wrap. Hello, Melvin. How are you today? I hope you are all things wonderful and having a mitzvah, as you would like to see, say. And uh, very nice to meet you, Bernie Shine. I hope you're well. Oh, having you. a mitzvah. You know, Bernie, I always say having a mitzvah of a day because mitzvah means good deed. I always see it as do a good thing. Have a good day. So I say... That's my slogan. That's what I say. I say, how you doing? I hope you're having a bit of a day. I think well, that's all right. That's very good. The way I say it, Melvin, is uh, kindness costs you nothing and yet can uh, bring a lot of rewards where uh, meanness can cost you a lot. So, it's you know, you, you want to treat kindness with kindness. Sometimes you can't. You know, you have to treat, yeah. you know, Ignorance with ignorance and kindness with kindness. You can't be kind. Sometimes some people just, you know, 
Uh, it's not possible, but you should always start out that way. I agree with that. Melvin, it's been a pleasure, pal. Yeah. Uh, Bertie, before we go, I would just like to do this song quickly, and then I'll let you go, my friend. It'll take Oh, I'd love to hear it. Another song. Yes. This. Okay, here we go. Okay. Everybody. In this friendly, friendly world, we stay so full of joy. Why should any heart be lonely? In this friendly, friendly world, British nights to the dreams. Why should any heart be afraid? The world is such a wonderful place to wonder through. When you've got somebody to love, to wonder along with you with the skies full of stars and the rivers silver songs everyone should be so thankful thankful for this friendly friendly world thank you for this friendly friendly world and thank you thank you melvin that's a nice tribute to andy kaufman and uh, oh yeah, of course. a nice thought. You should post that on Instagram. Yeah, I'll over now, Melvin. Speak to you later, Matt. Yeah, Thank have a you. nice day. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone.